Welcome, my talented and wonderful teacher friend, to part two of our Building and Nurturing Parent Partnership series. If you have landed on this part two, be sure at some point to go back to part number one, where we talked about building these relationships, setting the foundation. It's so, so important that we create that firm, reliable foundation that's going to sustain us through the school year. But also important is nurturing those relationships that we've worked so hard to build. We don't want our house to come crashing down and just leave us with the floor, right? So we have to continue to nurture that structure and make sure that it serves us well throughout the school year. And today's episode also comes with some awesome free tools that I'm going to be providing. Some templates, some things to actually help you to go and get these things done. And I'm so happy to share it with you today. So if you're ready to nurture those families, those partnerships that mean so much to our success, let's do it. You are tuned in to the Primary Teacher Podcast. Now, if your job description doesn't consist of teaching little people to read, develop, succeed, and grow, you're probably in the wrong place. But if you do teach kindergarten, first, or second grade, well, you're what we call a difference maker. And you're among friends here. And now, your host, Primary Teacher, content creator, and little people fanatic, Tony Mullins. Welcome back, friend. If you don't know me, my name is Tony. I'm a regular old teacher who wants to spread joy to other teachers so they can enjoy their career more and therefore have a greater impact on their students. If you are enjoying this content, I'm going to link down in the show notes, my upcoming professional development training called Joyful Teacher Academy. If you are already on the wait list, I know I've been teasing this for quite some time, but I just want to make sure the timing is perfect, the content is perfect, and the coaching is perfect just for you. So if you are interested in Joyful Teacher Academy, which will include lots of information to keep you joyful and happy and successful, just like this series is aimed to do, well, that is going to be perfectly fit just for you. So follow that link in the show notes, Joyful Teacher Academy, sign up for email updates, and you will be the very first to know of its release, I promise. So today we are continuing in these parent partnerships by talking about nurturing those relationships. We can't just create them and forget about them. And there are some key areas within nurturing these partnerships that I'm going to help you identify and give you some strategies and resources that can help you to nurture them. So without any more delay, let's talk about nurturing parent partnerships. So this first piece of advice, this first core idea in nurturing parent partnerships is going to be hard for you to digest. I know because you are super passionate. You are one of those teachers who spends lots of time thinking, planning, creating for the classroom. And more than likely, you are one of those teachers who are 
always, always, always communicating with families. And so this first piece of advice is going to be hard for you to hear, but it's actually very important in nurturing these family relationships. So what is it, Tony? Spit it out. It is setting boundaries on communication. Teacher, although you are nearly invincible, you can't be available and responsive to families at all times. You more than likely have a family. You have other responsibilities. Maybe you care for an elderly family member. Maybe you are active in your church or your community. Whatever it is, you cannot be available all the time and you should not be. It's really a mental health thing if you think about it. So let me demonstrate it this way. So if you've ever felt anxious and frustrated by repetitive texts, messages, and calls during your time away from your classroom duties, maybe you haven't made your boundaries clear. So I want to paint a little picture for you to help you understand this a little better. Have you ever gone out to a restaurant just as hungry as you can be, like ravenously hungry, only to find that the restaurant you planned to eat at was closed? Your first response is, of course, to get upset. You were so eager to eat there. Before you get too riled up, though, you peek to check the store hours posted on the door only to see they close every day at this same time. Maybe you just didn't know it. Your upset quickly melts away and you note the closing time for future reference as you head back to your car and go find something else to eat. In the same way that a restaurant communicates its opening and closing times, we as teachers must define our boundaries and limitations to our families to prevent this kind of disappointment from them. So I'm going to give you some tips and tools you can use to accomplish a great working relationship that will last through the entire year. So my first piece of advice about setting these boundaries is to share your story with your families. If they perceive you as someone who is just all work all the time, which they probably will if you don't go through with this step, then you cannot expect them to understand when you're not responsive. Don't assume that every parent that enters your realm knows all about you. Knowing more about your personal circumstances can aid you in setting your boundaries with your families. So do you have a family or children, an ill family member, a hefty volunteer schedule? You should communicate this clearly. This will not only make your boundaries more accepted, but will provide a net of grace that your families can fall back on when you aren't able to serve them fully. You can communicate this story in a written letter, maybe a meet the teacher kind of deal, or even by verbalizing it, saying it at some point when you know everyone will hear it. I like to include pictures of my family. That way they see my responsibilities. I have four kids here. I cannot be constantly on my phone answering your text messages. So give me a little grace when you don't hear from me immediately. This will help families become more in tune with you and help them realize that you have more going on in your life than answering their question about sight words, homework, whatever it may be. So share your story. Don't be afraid to do that and make those connections with families to really help you in those hard times when you can't be answering them back. 
My next piece of advice is to create office hours. You know, if you think about any professional businesses, don't they all have office hours that are easy to find? Do you, my friend, practice that as well? Do you provide hours of the day when your families know they can reach you? From the very beginning of the school year, make it known to parents when you will be available for questions, concerns, and technical support, and when you will not be. Add this to your newsletter or other communications home, whatever you use, and assure them that you will respond to them as soon as you can. That is perfectly acceptable if this information is widely used and widely known. Just like the restaurant analogy, they can't be upset at you if you were closed and you told them that you would be closed. (laughs) So take an extra step in providing office hours. It can be very, very powerful and helpful to you. Now, this tip is coming with a free template. Yay, I love templates. I love freebies. And this is a really, really good one. All of this information and these templates were available in our virtual classroom survival guide, a big project I did last year with Dr. Jean, Barbara Gruner, and Laura Buonadonna. But this tip is to provide contact information. One concept that could save you an ample amount of time and confusion is to limit your availability to one communication platform. I know that it's hard with all of the things that are available, Facebook Messenger, texting, Instagram, whatever you use. Try to bring it down to one form of communication. For example, I really love the Remind app, and I encourage my families not to communicate with me in any other way. Decide which one is most convenient for you and your new families at home. And you can, as I did, list an alternate means in case that one doesn't work for whatever reason. You can provide all of this information to families in a neat and easily accessible way by creating a contact the teacher card. I love these little cards. This is the free template I was talking about. It's really cute. They can hang it on the fridge. They can take it and put it in their wallet, whatever they want. But if you are interested in the contact the teacher template, then you can follow the link in the show notes to the blog post that will have links to all of that. So to recap our part of setting boundaries, just remember to tell your story, to create office hours, and to really reinforce how they can contact you and keep it simple by choosing only one platform and maybe a backup. I'm very clear with families. Do not message me on Facebook. I do everything I can to avoid getting on Facebook during the school day because it's very, very distracting to me. So if you need me, text me through Remind. If I do not reply by the end of the day and you need something during school hours, text my cell phone. Here's the number. You choose whatever works best for you, but just remember, setting boundaries is actually helping in nurturing these relationships because they understand when we don't reply to them immediately. In today's society, we're totally programmed to expect a response immediately. So we kind of have to take these extra steps to reassure families that we're not ignoring them. We are just working on other things and we will reply or respond whenever possible. 
So the next big core idea I want to cover today in our hopes of nurturing these family relationships are using tools of communication to keep families informed. When we really attend to keeping our families up to date and informed, we support their identity as being part of the team. In last week's episode about building these relationships, I talked about teaming up with families, letting them know we're going to work on this together. Well, keeping them informed backs up this idea and proves to them that, yes, she meant what she said. We are teaming up and she is letting me know what actions I need to take to stay involved and as part of this team. Each time we update our families and give them clear, thoughtful communication, we are saving ourselves time by preventing confusion. Remember this as you decide when and how you're going to keep families informed. So I'm going to give you some of my tools for doing this and in hopes that you'll find something that you can use this year. This one comes with a freebie. It is using weekly newsletters. Families will be very appreciative to have a reminder and visual representation of what needs to be completed each week. Remember how we have all these different learning styles in the classroom, audio, visual, kinesthetic. Well, it kind of goes back to that. Some people need to see something to understand it. So be persistent in planning your instruction at least a week in advance so you can provide families with early notice of their assignments, of things that are going on in the classroom. It doesn't have to be elaborate. Just a few bullet points on a piece of paper will really help families to understand what is going on and how they can be involved with their child this week. Something I'm going to do this year, in addition to my written weekly newsletter, is I'm going to give a video newsletter each week. I really believe that adding a video describing what is on the newsletter will add a personal touch to my communication and could to yours as well. And this can really relieve some of the overwhelm that some people experience with too many written directions. (laughs) We live in that era of people who don't like to read anything. So if you provide this video update in addition to or to replace your traditional newsletter, that will help lots of families connect with you personally. Remember, they need to see you to connect and help them understand just what is going on and how they can help. Another idea is to use the voice memos. So maybe you're not big on video, or you just need a quick way to update families without typing a long letter. You can try voice memo features on most smartphones. This is a more personable way to get a message across to families and will save you time texting or typing out long bits of information. Usually, if a parent texts me a question, I just reply with a voice message on my iPhone, and they really love that. It helps them to hear my voice, to understand my tone, and there's no confusion about what I mean when I say it out loud versus if I were to write it. We know that text messages and emails can be highly misunderstood, and the tone is a big thing with that. So I use voice memos a lot, and you can use this strategy as well to nurture these relationships. 
So just a quick recap on how to nurture those relationships that we work so hard to build. Just be personable. Set your boundaries. Let families know that you have other commitments outside of school, even though you are absolutely concerned, so concerned with their baby. But you have other commitments that may take your time away and attention away from their needs immediately. Tell your story, use office hours, and provide them contact information that lays out perfectly how they can contact you and when. That will help them and you so much in nurturing these relationships. Also, use personable means of communication. Of course, send a weekly newsletter in some format that keeps them informed and lets them know they are on your team. This is what you need to do to help us win the game. Also, try to use means that help them to see your face, to hear your voice. Remember, these things help us to build that trust and respect we need to have these relationships at all. So use video opportunities and voice memos or those types of things that really help to demonstrate your tone, your love, your passion about their child. In all the things that we do throughout the school year, we become so overwhelmed with things that are not important. But just remember, these relationships that you have with the families of your students are irreplaceable. Once they go astray, it is really hard to repair them. So take time, build those relationships, and then follow some simple ways to nurture them. And throughout the school year, go back and ask yourself, am I taking these simple steps to really ensure that my families feel involved and I'm nurturing the relationships that we've built? Don't slack on this, my teacher friend. Trust me, every ounce of energy that you put into building and nurturing family relationships will come back to you tenfold. That wraps up another episode. I am so happy to share these free templates with you. Make sure you follow the link in the show notes to grab your free Meet the Teacher contact card and free newsletter templates. They're so cute. They have these adorable kids on them and they're very, very simple. Let's keep it simple for our families and simple for ourselves, right? My dear teacher, I hope you have a wonderful startup to a new school year. I am so happy to be here putting positive thoughts and information in your head. If you have benefited from it, please leave me a review. I want to hear from you. With that, I hope you have an excellent rest of your day. And as always, until we meet again, go make a difference, teacher friend. (laughs) 